Blog Talk Radio. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Dean of Cannabis Law Radio with attorney Bruce Margolin. Since 1967, Bruce Margolin has represented his clients in all types of criminal matters. He has also successfully defended more marijuana cases than any other attorney in the country. Bruce is now pleased to be able to help his clients obtain cannabis business licenses and stay out of trouble. Mr. Margolin has served as chairman for the Ethics Committee for the NACDL, National Association for Criminal Defense Lawyers. He was awarded the Certificate of Appreciation from the ACLU, American Civil Liberties Union, as well as received honors for his work on behalf of the Constitutional Rights Foundation. Since 1973, he has been director of Los Angeles National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, Normal, and an advisor for the Proposition 215, Californians for Compassionate Use, and served as a legal counsel for Jack Hare's California Hemp Initiatives. As a candidate for governor of California in 2003, U.S. Congress in 2012, he has helped establish the credibility of marijuana legalization policies. And now may I present the Dean of Cannabis Law Radio, Bruce Margolin. Well, thank you so much, Jason. I appreciate all those not kind remarks. And um, I thank you for that introduction. Now, folks, good evening to you. And I'm looking forward to trying to hit on things that you find important to know. Now, Jason's giving me a couple heads up. One is, what is the new legalization law under Prop 64? Should we start there, Jason, or what? That sounds great. Let's find out. What Can you, uh, can you help us understand what's happening with this whole rigmarole of, of how many pages Prop 64 was? How can someone even understand that? It was 60, about 67 pages long, okay? So it's close to 64. It's even more. Gotcha. And it, you, you got it. It's a very complicated legislation that it got us all scrambling as to how to interpret it. And meanwhile, all the state, uh, cities, and counties grappling with the idea of legalization and getting on board with the licensing have to uh, kind of create their own rules at this stage. It's very complicated in that sense. Each city and county has the right to do it uh, do any way they want to, if at all. On the other hand, there are state-required uh, uh, required things. Where first of all, I can tell you the whole backstory. But let's go on. Let's go on generalize first, okay? Um, generally, the details are regarding the possession of marijuana and what this law did. Okay, it did things. Um, it didn't do much really in one way. Okay, let's get real. All right. In one way, it all just legalized an ounce of marijuana. Before this, an ounce of marijuana was a hundred dollar fine. Okay. But legalization, in my mind, is a term that really changes the whole sense of marijuana use and the people that surround its uh, concern about making sure they can have access to it. Right. So, uh, really, I think one way it was very important to legalize. So we're going to talk later on about Jack Herrera's initiative, and we're going to talk about what could be to improve this current situation. Because on one hand, Yes, they legalized small amounts of marijuana. They reduced felony possession for sale, sale, and transportation that were felonies up to four years in prison to maximum six months misdemeanors. 
There are exceptions to that depending on a person's prior record. And as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to refer to my guide in marijuana laws. It's finally being printed after 10 months and, and I'm trying to put it together because the question that I was just asked what the laws are are so complicated because there's several layers of marijuana laws. I'll explain that to you in a moment, all right? Let's get back to it. So, possession of sale, cultivation, transportation, sale of marijuana, no matter what quantities, we're talking to be, you have 500 pounds, okay? Six months maximum, which sounds good. I want, I want Bain. Now, um, sure. is that for commercial, personal, or medicinal use, if you're caught with those? Or is, is it they deem it however they deem it? Well, they deem it illegal sales because uh, you don't have a license to do it, number one, okay? Now, if you have a license, you might better do something like that. And we'll talk about that next. This is what the differences are, okay? Is that before Prop 64, uh, let, me, let, me get, let me go over the first. Let me just go over the generalities of it, okay, so people understand the basic. Okay, so you, got, so you can have an ounce of weed. You can give away an ounce of weed. You can travel with an ounce of weed. And in your home, you can grow six live plants. You can have an ounce of wheat, and whatever else you have grown at your home, you can keep. But it's in the side. I remind my friends and clients that you better keep the root balls to prove that's what you got it from, okay? That's not much, though. Who can grow marijuana in their house, six plants? Who wants to set up an operation of it? Who's going to really do it? Cost more money it's worth and too much aggravation? As a matter of fact, we're not my next campaign is to, to get these cities and counties to start allowing outdoor grows. I met with the city council president this last Tuesday, and along with uh, a woman by the name of, uh, uh, what's Parker's first name? Uh, I can't remember. She's, uh, anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. Anyway, I don't want to digress too much. Let's keep going. All right, so you can have an ounce of wheat, but you, there's places where you can't have that ounce of wheat, okay? It's subject to a fine. For example, um, any public place you cannot smoke weed. A hundred dollar infraction, and that hundred dollars could turn into five hundred dollars with the penalty assessments close to it. And so, right there, that's part of what really kind of pisses me off. Okay, there's no no way to smoke it unless you own a residence in the city of Los Angeles. Okay, let me tell you why. If you have an apartment or you live in a condo. And the management says no smoking herb or other things like cigarettes. That's it. You can't do it. So people are left in a situation where there's like no place to smoke unless it could be in a residence. What about growing? Can the landlord say you can or cannot grow? Well, I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Probably the landlord could probably say it because it depends on the lease and agreement. Okay. The state says you can grow marijuana in your own residence, and the state cannot do anything about it. That's protected, though. Unlike it was before Prop 64, yes, we had Senate Bill 420, but each city and county, could say they, they, they have banned all cultivation, even in your home. That's no longer possible. But those six plants, what, you ever grown any marijuana, Jason? You ever grown any? Yeah, it's fun. You get yeah. up at the, when the sun rises, but not indoors is, is not as much fun. So, look at have you ever got a stash about an herb from an indoor grow that you could actually stay in the stash with? 
myself, I'm, I've seen some people, but they're so refined and they've spent so, so much money on fans, on lighting, on circulation, on special watering <laughs> systems, just so, so over the top. So I talked to Herb Weston, the president of the city council last Tuesday, along with Kent Parker, that's her name, okay? She is the uh, executive director of the Los Angeles Cannabis Legislation, and he's the number one on the board. And one of the things we talked about is this outdoor grow business. We have to have access. I explained to him, no one's going to be able to grow enough room to make any difference indoors. Who can afford all the equipment and the time and expense it takes? We've got to have outdoor. And I think he was down for that, okay? So that's my next campaign. But I'm going back to why you reminded me of this one thing you can't smoke in public. So I have another campaign, and that's what I presented to the city council at last month in September, my concerns about not having public consumption locations, locations where you can sit on board, you can consume marijuana at commercial zones like lounges, for example, or my concern like 420 Yoga, for example. And so I presented that argument to the city council, and uh, Herb Weston said, I'd like to meet with you sometime in the future, and sure enough, we did that yesterday. The LA Times did a front-page article about yours truly, about this. Uh, don't forget it, September 25th, about yours truly, funding for outside consumption. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, they came out with a editorial Two weeks later, it called me up with totally supporting your campaign for for um, on-site consumption. So now I'm going to work on this outdoor outdoor um, that's, cultivation. That's okay. Like when you go to a bar, you can only buy alcohol. You can't drink it at the bar. You must take it and go to your home and drink the alcohol. Yes, to be ridiculous, right? <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Okay, now a smoke of marijuana product in a location where smoking is prohibited. $100 fine. So in public or a place where it says no smoking. Smoke marijuana or marijuana products within 1,000 feet of a school, daycare center, or youth center while children are present at such school, daycare center, youth care center, except in or upon grounds of a private residence in accordance with Section 26200 of Chapter 3.5, commencing with that, what it says, okay? Mm-hmm. So in other words, if you have a residence, you're right. You can smoke. You can smoke in your own home. Okay. Now it's only if such smoking is not detectable by others on the grounds in such school or daycare center or youth center while children are present. Now that's pretty fucked up. If you have a place next door to a school, you can't smoke. I don't know about that. That just doesn't seem right. But this is it. This, these are arbitrary laws. Okay. I don't know if a lot of this shit was written because they were trying to just say gather up as many votes as possible, okay? So in order to do that, you have to compromise a lot of crap, okay? And we're going to talk about this later, Jason. You're inspiring me, and I've been talking about to a lot of people the best I could. We need a new initiative, okay? What that's going to be, I don't know. It's a big problem, big concern. But this legalization has occurred now. It's been such an impact on society mm-hmm. that Jack Herrera's principles and ideas are going to be more palatable than they ever were about what's realistic about how much your people need, realistic about what it should cost, 
realistic about it's the people's herb, not the public, the government's herb to make money off of. Hallelujah. Yes. So we got to put, I know. But on the other hand, I don't want to get too philosophical here, but the sacred herb is manifested from Lord Shiva, okay? And Lord Shiva is a powerful God from the Indian philosophy, okay? One of the most powerful of all. There are three, three gods. There's Brahma, the creator, Vishnu, the preserver, Shiva, the destroyer. But Shiva is herb. So I think Shiva will take care of this problem, okay? He will make sure that it prevails and that it's protected. So let's move along. All right, now, there's other places we can talk about here. Uh, you cannot have or open containers or open package of marijuana or marijuana products while driving or operating or riding in the passenger seat of a compartment of a motor vehicle, boat, vessel, aircraft, or other vehicle used for transportation. So you cannot have an open container. It's a can of worms. That's like you can't have your in your fucking ashtray, okay? You, you, if, if you're with some a passenger that has an open jar in their purse, in their bag, that's open container, right? Once the seal has been broken, that's considered open container. I'm not sure about that. Let me give me an example. This is an example of the law, okay? The law is only as good as those who, and those who interpret it. This law has not been interpreted in the Court of Appeals yet with even by open container, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I, as a lawyer, would say, I mean, joints laying out in the open, but not a container that's closed that has to be opened. It's not, I don't think a closed container is an so open container. So if I had a jar filled with joints, yeah. but it was closed. I think, I think it'd be kosher, but this is what happens. You get convicted, we'll appeal it. That's what we do. That's what lawyers do. Well, you got to, you got to pull it apart and find the find these holes in here. These, I mean, because the laws are for our protections. Right. We need to make sure they protect us. And good lawyers it makes a difference. You know, we all have opinions about lawyers. Okay, they you know, they get over on people. Arguably, they know more than they know. Take advantage of that. The laws are very complicated. Uh, on one hand, on the other hand, nothing good like a good lawyer. Man, you get a good lawyer, it makes all the difference in the world. And for example. In a case like you're talking about, you get popped your girlfriend has an herb in your in her in her, in her purse, your jar, yeah, and you get boxed up in Ventura, and they say, well, we don't care about that, son. You're going to you know, first file, first side, go to court, judge convicts your ass, okay? It's lawyers like us that have to appeal that and go to the court of appeal and say, that's not an open container, Your Honor. The plain language of the law is open container. That was not open. It's not open container. Get the court of appeals to give an opinion case. That's the way the law is. That's the way the law is created. In my guide, by the way, folks, I want to remind you that I put out a guide for 21 years. Okay, I've been putting out my guide on marijuana laws. This is my 21st anniversary, and as mentioned a few minutes ago, this is my first time I'd be able to get it on the on the market after all these months because of all the changes and all the confusion about the law because beyond the fact that we have changes in the criminal law, we have all these licensing laws, okay, which I'm going to try to get to in a few minutes. But, okay, let's go back a little bit. So anyway, I put out the guide every year and I'm very proud of it. As a matter of fact, I have even a quote here from our, our, our beautiful Jack Career. Finally, someone has made the marijuana laws easy to understand. What you don't know can't hurt you. Read this book, Jack Herrera, 
hemp advocate and author of The Emperor Wears No Clothes. Born in 1939, rest in peace, 2010. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the bottom line, my guide's been going on for a long time. I'm down for it. You go online, you can get it for free. It's 420laws. It's 420laws.com. 420laws. Matter of fact, my telephone number is also 420laws. 1-800-420-LAWS. Call me if you need me. 1-800-420-LAWS.com. 1-800-420-LAWS. And by the way, while you're looking around, look at my new stick, 420-YOGA, which I'm very down for. That's 420yoga.com. And maybe some of you could want to get on board with some 420 conversations and for some 420 meetings at your home or otherwise, okay? Anyway, let's go back to this. Now, I'm going through the different de- details of it. Do you, you want the details of what you can and can't do? Is it getting boring? Uh, no, it's not, not that it's getting boring. Is that we're only limited on so okay, much good. time to hit like good. 100 million topics. Right. So as we just go, does it hit all the points? Okay, there's a lot of things. A lot of things you can't do. I, I gave you some ideas, okay? Okay. As far as that, you should you know, keep your urban trunk. It's the best to do it. That's a good. locked box, right? That's, you know, locked box. It does get locked box in your truck. This can't be accessible from the compartment. For the okay. That's all. Okay, let's go on. So, possession cells reduce, cultivation reduced to misdemeanors, um, patient. Now, if you send dope out of the state, people go down to the airport and constantly think they're going to send it to their grandmother in New York or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. They catch you, you still think you face a felony. So, there's our exceptions to the production of misdemeanors, okay? So some so there's some friendly airports. Uh, SFO has been a friendly airport. I know people that have easily carried pounds through the check-in. Well, maybe that's one thing. I'll talk about when you go to the airport or go to the airport post office. People go to the post office and they always think it's a good way to set it out yeah. quickly. Well, they got people all over that place watching who's putting cash up. You know where they're sending it. Uh, where, you know they they got a sixth sense about it. You know. So, uh, is there? Have you received? Have you do you have you had clients that yes. have been busted for shipping all the time? Oh wow! Okay. Particularly at the LAX courthouse, and particularly LAX airport. Oh jeez. Yeah. Anyway, let's go on. Okay, drive under the influence is the same, guys. You can't drive impaired. You don't have to take a filter body test. If you do, you're putting it, you're just giving more evidence they're going to use against you. But you have to take a blood test. Otherwise, you lose your license for uh, I think it's six months or a year. I can't recall. Okay, so um, then let's go on with some new laws regarding one thing is the certain seizure laws, which is interesting to discuss, and that is that marijuana is no longer a basis for probable cause to search in of itself. So that's part of the statute, that's part of the initiative saying that uh, it's not considered a controlled substance to the degree that it's considered a probable cause. However, I'm sure there's some distinctions in that, okay? The distinctions in my mind would be a scenario where the cop claims, well, I, I, you know, I smelled, smelled, smelled. I can smell a huge amount of strong, strong marijuana unburnt coming from the trunk. Mm-hmm. I was in, in front of the glove compartment. Now, the argument would be is a lawyer say, could you tell that it was over an ounce? If you couldn't tell it was more than an ounce, you can't search it, okay? And, and it's cops are coming around huh? there. Cops aren't around marijuana all day long, so I don't know what like a few grams or a pound smells like. The difference of fresh herb. I don't know. I think it'd be a tough role for the guy to hold. But I'm just giving an example of what the laws, yeah. what the story might be. Okay. All right. Now, 
Now, listen, beyond the fact that they changed some of these criminal laws, and by the fact if you have a conviction for any of these crimes involving felonies in the past, please feel free to call me because I can get those convictions reduced to misdemeanors and no matter how long ago they were, it's retroactive as well. In some cases, I may be able to get the darn case dismissed entirely if the, if the record of conviction doesn't establish that you had more than an ounce or more than six plants. Now, we know that most people are not convicted of possession for sale for, for less than an ounce, but uh, unless the record of conviction shows it, if they have a fight over getting dismissed entirely. Okay, let's go on. So then beyond this, these little details, which are they're all in my guide, you, they also created licensing, okay? What happened is that we used to have Senate Bill 420. We still have that. Let me get into the layers of laws, okay? We have Prop 215, which is the Compassionate Use Act, passed mm-hmm. in 1995. That has not been changed in any way by Prop 64. However, we also have, in the present time, and have had Senate Bill 420. Because Prop 215 said that patients and their caregivers can grow and possess marijuana, it said nothing more about how much you can have. One of the cops have to say that this is not an amount that they could legally have or not have. So this, the um, assembly decided we're going to come up with a law that gives these the cops a bright line to say if you have this amount of herb, we're not going to fuck with you, okay? Mm-hmm. So they set this thing six mature or 12 mature plants and up to eight ounces of bud, which is nice that they're eight ounces of bud, okay? That's supposed to be a strong line for the cops to know when they have that quantity, they're not supposed to mess with you, okay? Then we have, since then, the Senate Bill 420, which was also we had collectors and co-ops and dispensaries that grew out of that, which was based upon Senate Bill 420, the lawful collectors to participate in providing herb patients. But the collective members all had to be patients themselves. It's a provision by patients to patients for no profit. Well, that was very complicated. The laws were complicated. If you look at my guide, I put them in my my guide because they're still applicable to what's going on in the future. Nevertheless, so now we have the, this um, Senate Bill 420 that allows this patient-to-patient deal. Then they passed Assembly um, Bill 266. Yeah. To 2015. Now that created a licensing um, provisions that would allow all kinds of licensing to take place in 2018. That, that was like three bills at once, right? That was first the yeah, AB bill. Yeah, the two, AB 266 and 541. But each one, it went, they were in different parts of it. Something had to do with with uh, who's going to run the show, whether it's going to be the Department of, of Commerce or whether it's going to be the you know, the, the forestry service or whatever, okay? Anyway, there were several bills passed, but there was AB 266 that provided for licensing in the state of California. It's called the MCRSA. That's the marijuana, so it's a, the, the um, it was the state licensing for commercial, for-profit medical marijuana, only for medical. But also, we passed Prop 64, for non-medical licensing as well. 
Also, I put a note. Senate Bill 94, June 2017, and Assembly Bill 110, June 9, 2017, regarding the definition, clarification, and additions to the licensing laws under the Darkness Marijuana Act, Prop 64, the uh, Medical Cannabis uh, Regulations and Safety Act, uh, and 8266. Huh? AUMA or something. Yeah, it goes on and on and on, okay? So, um, Prop 64 includes licensing that mimics much of AB 266. However, there are differences. For example, an applicant's qualifications. In Prop 266, an applicant could not have any controlled substance offense conviction. And Prop 64 overruled that and said marijuana-related convictions do not exclude people from obtaining licenses and participating in the cannabis business. And by the way, as noted in my introduction, that's a new hat that I'm wearing, and that is helping people get these licenses. I do it all day long. We could talk about this for hours, about all the different aspects of getting a license and where you can get them and how you get them and how much it costs and what the procedure is and when they're going to be available. I do that all day long with people. Of course, they pay me to sit down and talk to them, and I'm not inexpensive because I have to run an office in the meantime. But um, anybody out there that wants to know about this business of licensing, this is the time to rock and roll because the cities and counties are, uh, are basically passing these laws and are coming out with these applications in order to obtain a license. As a matter of fact, the city of Los Angeles expects to come out, I guess, to talk about November 15th. I hope it's true. We'll see. I expect it's going to be true. But those applications are limited to the pre-ICOs. They get priority. We'll talk. I can talk about that ad nauseum as well, explain that to you in more depth. Anyway, so it's important to know this is a good time to consider getting a license. Now, if you look at my guide, it tells you what kind of licensing we're provided. Cultivation, indoor up to 5,000 square feet, uh, cultivation specialty indoor up to 5,000 square feet using artificial lighting, in other words, using non-artificial light, cultivation small indoor grows like up to 10,000 feet, uh, cultivation indoor, uh, mixed light, cultivation nurseries, manufacturing of uh, one of products using volatile solvents, which means butane, manufacturing two for products using um, uh, not not volatile substance. They have licensing for testing. They have licensing for dispensaries. They have licensing for uh, distribution. And uh, they have uh, transporting licenses. So all these licenses are available under the law. But however, each city and county has their own option of deciding what licenses they'll allow and how and how, how they're going to do it, how much they're going to charge for the services of licensing, how much they want to tax people. Square footage like they're doing in uh, Watsonville, uh, was it $25 a square foot or something? To do what? <laughs> to grow herb in Watsonville. That's what they're doing? Yeah, <laughs> a million dollars an acre to grow. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. That what it was a million dollars an acre. That's what, yeah, that's what it was passed. Actually, I was in the uh, 
Central Coast and I had attended some of the city council meetings when people were talking about mm-hmm. the uh, implications of raising so much uh, cost per acre. And it was at $14 when they first were talking about it. Mm-hmm. I believe went up to 25 something around there. And of indoor or outdoor um, grow space. And so they definitely want to make a lot of money and allow people to grow, but charge people so much that the smaller people, the mom and pops can't grow. Only people with the money can make money, not people that want to start growing. Like, hey, I, I'm good at growing. I have a green thumb. I want to plant a whole bunch of plants. And then all of a sudden they owe a hundred thousand dollars for that permit of planting. It's, like, it's gotten out of way out of whack. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, it should be treated like broccoli. You go to the store, you buy some broccoli, you pay the the the, the, the guy that sells it to you pays his income tax, the guy that that the store charges you the sales tax, and you pay the income tax, and that's enough freaking taxes for openers. Okay. And you have it certified and, if it's yeah, organic, if it's clean. Just like we go, I go to the market every day, Whole Foods, some certified, some not. You can decide what you want, okay? okay? Although we can talk about that on nauseam as well, about what certification means and what, what's really organic, what's not. I mean, crap out there. But anyway, and so let's go back to this. Um, it's gotten very – I feel like – look at it. I stop for Post 64 because I want to take the stigma out of it, Okay. Do I like what's going on? No, it's like a noose around our necks getting tighter all the time, okay? It's not pretty. I trust Lord Sheba will take care of us, but I'm just saying I'm concerned. And number two or number three is that the small people like you're talking about are getting pushed out. In, this, in the, in the um, city of Los Angeles in particular, the uh, city council has got a regulations that include what's called equitable equitable um, provisions to give equity to people that have, have lesser amount of money. And, and don't, and, uh, they've been trying to say these zones in certain parts of Los Angeles that suffered more greatly than others hmm. by the number of persons that were arrested for drug cases were going to be qualified. And then those who lived there more than five years and also those who have either suffered convictions for marijuana offenses or those who had families suffer convictions but also get priority. They're trying to figure out some way to how to get to the people that got most fucked by the laws, okay? But it's very difficult. As you said, it costs so much money to open a business. Mm-hmm. They're claiming, I spoke to, uh, again to uh, the city council, they're doing one-on-one, meaning for every license they give for a dispensary for a non-equitable person, uh, they got to give one for equitable person, one to one. Wow! So I, I could see that a person that may not have money could certainly raise a lot of dollars quickly. Okay, from investors uh, that would want to participate in the dispensary with them. So, but I'm not sure what exactly they're going to say about whether someone comes on with 90% of the income, whether that's uh, somehow violates the concept of ownership by the <laughs> by the individual is going to be. Uh, given this great amount of uplifting. So this is the complications we have with a sucker, all right? So let's go on. Here, I guess, um, yeah. not, not to sidetrack, there's uh, one thing I really want to talk about, 64, yeah. before I wrap that up. Um, a friend had brought up to me that 
within 64, it says there's some provisions that 64 cannot be removed or it's or another initiative cannot trump it. Oh, yeah, yeah. it. Okay. I just, uh, maybe we'll, we'll look closer at that and find out. Yeah. So more like never weird, such a thing like weird that. uh, that's not even a legal provision. You yeah. Can't I, say. I like that. This okay. shit can never be removed. Okay. Now I don't want to leave the people out there half-assed on where we stand in the law. So let's move along quickly and I'll do my best. I won't digress so much. All right. So then we passed AB2, Prop 64, that mimicked these laws that were provided by AB266. And, so, and then we had this Prop uh, Senate Bill 94 that kind of cleaned it up a little bit, made some little changes here and there, okay? And now, right now, we're waiting for the uh, state of California to issue licenses in the state, which they have to do in 2018. When that happens, the Senate Bill 420 that I've been talking about, about collectors of costs, they're going to be replaced by licensing. Mm-hmm. So no longer are they going to be collectors of costs run by patients, for patients with no non-profit. It's going to be two levels, non-patients providing marijuana to patients and non-patients, okay? So you don't have to be a patient to provide it, and you can make profit. Mm-hmm. So it's a completely different world, but you have to be regulated, and you have to, buy, you have to abide by the regulations, and you have to pay taxes. They want part of the money, honey, okay? We don't really like that because that kind of takes away the cottage industry. You're just talking, what about the guy who could grow 50 plants in his backyard and make a few bucks and provide his homeboys with some herb? That's beautiful, right? We don't want to lose that. We've got to fight for that. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to continue fighting, okay? Now, mm-hmm. let's go on. And there are cities and counties that have given licenses right now, okay? And I can name a few of them all. This is my guide. But it's only a few because I told you, to keep up with it, like you just talking about Reddings, you told me? What was it they have this new rule? Oh, um, you mean about the... Yeah, the, the square 25 foot. square foot, yeah. Oh, that was near uh, Watsonville area. Watsonville. Yeah, just south of uh, Monterey County. Just south oh. of Monterey County? Uh, yeah, Salinas County. Salinas, okay, up there, huh? Yeah, right up in uh, that, that rough area. Yeah, they smell the money in these places. That's what they want, it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go out. So we have Alonto... These are places that have have um, licensing, okay? Now, my guide tells you to check county or city websites for updates or call my office for a consultation regarding the latest opportunities for licensing what's come up, okay? Because I can't, I can't keep up with it. I mean, the thing is overwhelming mm-hmm. to keep up with what's going on in every city and county in the state, but we're doing our best. So we have all the way from Linwood to California City. We have we have several clients I work with. With my daughter, we are at California City. We've got licenses. Linwood's upside down. We're right on top of that place. Cal- again, we have uh, San Bernardino has licensing in the city, but not the county. The city of Los Angeles is pending. Inglewood has uh, licensing. At least they're pending. It goes on and on. Like at Humboldt County, La Mesa, Stockton, Long Beach, Santa Cruz, Watsonville, Salinas, Gonzalez, Monterey County, Coalinga, Coachella, what? Uh, just uh, Santa Cruz. I know some of the groups over there, the yeah. CCA group working on helping with the licensing. Yeah. Okay, so those are some of the places that have those things. Okay, so you have to look at these city and county on your own, do some homework about it, see what's available. So once you say you find something like out licensing, then you got to rock and roll. you got to be ready when they put out the applications, 
Because some days, the city in Los Angeles, for example, they don't want to give 30 days for people to apply after they put them out there. That's I mean, how, and then there's going to be no more applications? It won't be available. They're going to, that's going to be back. won't put out any more applications. I don't know. That's what they're saying. So, just, so we have a lot of clients right now that are retaining my office and my, a lot of my associate offices, uh, including my daughter, which I work with a lot. And what happens is that uh, we put them in place so when the licenses become available and the applications become available, they got everything in place. For example, they have to have property, number one. That's a big stumbling block for most people. If you're my company office, I could give you a letter. I could give you the, I could send you a map of where they're allowing licensing for manufacturing, for for, for dispensaries, for uh, for um, um, miscellaneous mm-hmm. activities. Okay? Yeah, and so that we will show you. We we'll send a map to you. You can see the colors need to go out and pound the pavement to try to find some property there. Okay, so you have to have the property. So people should be looking right now if they're interested in this business. And so we get them all organized. Then we have to make sure we have our security plan in place, we have a business plan in place. We have ready to go so when the applications come out, we're ready to get those applications in early time and have them all prepared well. And so that's how it works. And then you hope you're going to get the license, okay? Then when they say, okay, you're approved, you still have to go before the city council for an open session of people to come forward to say they either support it or don't support it, and that might affect the final ruling. So that's the kind of thing lawyers do. They go through this process with people in an area that nobody's an expert at, okay? I can tell you that right now. Everybody says they're an expert. There's no expert because the law is like a moving target, okay? You could be an expert today, and by tomorrow, there'll be a change in that freaking regulation that comes down from the city council right. that changes the whole freaking thing. I gave you some examples of water like all day long here, but I, I, it's too complicated to tell you about it. Um, anyway, <laughs> so um, I'm down for just trying to get this on-site consumption licensing for people to be able to do that. I'm down for making sure we can grow our own herb outside. And I'm down for considering a new initiative as soon as we can get it together to straighten out some of these inequities that appear to be obvious. And even though the law is supposed to protect us against Big Brother coming in and taking over the business, it may not be Big Brother, but it's certainly a, a larger brother than we are, okay? It's got the dollars and they do yeah. it, okay? So that's one thing. The other thing, it's still unrealistic to think that people are going to be able to afford these taxes on herb and all the consequences of how they have to be raised and grown in order to be able to qualify for legalization. So those are the things we've got to think about, about how this new initiative might help cure some of those problems. Yes, honey, hi. I'm on, I'm on the air right now. I'm always standing. Want to come over the office? Bye. Sorry, I was interrupted there, folks. Please forgive me. Now, do you want to talk about anything, Jason? Uh, yeah, okay. We were, uh, I want to get into the Jack Hare Initiative part when okay. we when you're ready to. I'm ready. Do you want do you check your email, see if that uh, come Excel up? spreadsheet came in? Let yeah, because I've taken Jack Hare's initiative from 2010 okay. and uh, sliced it up 
line by line, point by point into a spreadsheet and uh, working on just kind of updating uh, some simple things uh, because they're talking, like simple stuff like where it says terms cannabis hemp, turn that into natural cannabis hemp. Why is that different? Uh, so there can be a distinction between genetically modified hemp well, that's good. and because once that gets released, that's raw. So some, so also some things that bar genetic testing of uh, hemp and marijuana. You're afraid they're going to adulterate the herb in a way they're going to fuck it up or what? Yeah, that's, humans mess stuff up. We need to slow down on our genetic toy with stuff. I mean, you know, I don't need to ride a woolly mammoth. You know, I think the woolly mammoth is cool, but they don't need to re-genetically make one. So I go, look, woolly mammoth burgers. Um, sorry about the sidetrack, side but the genetics are the... I try to open up this uh, your thing here. Click down your email to me. Yeah, let me see. Do, 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 do. Okay. There we are. I'm trying to pull up the jacket here, Initiative Upgrade by Jason. Mm-hmm. I'm clicking on the box. It's, oh, no, it's down here. Down here? Oh, there you go. Okay. There we go. Got it. Okay, there we go. Coming up on next. So here you are, folks. Okay, we now got the box. Okay, there we go. And then you'll see the things in white are the original, then the yellow ones are ones that I've got upgraded. It. So okay. So the turn, the turn cannabis hemp euphoric products means cannabis hemp intended for personal recreation and religious use other than cannabis hemp industrial products. Uh, which which line are you reading right there? The, the top of the, the first line of the old initiative under Jack's curtilage, uh, Jack. It says the term cannabis hemp, euphoric products. Oh, oh, number 34. Okay, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. Number 30, yeah. 33, okay. 33, yeah, 33. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, I can't read the rest of that sentence. What does it say there? I can't read that. Uh, what what it is? Uh, it's just those ones are just the upgrade of the term, from cannabis hemp nutritional products to natural cannabis hemp, like little simple things, so that later. But euphoric, euphoric, it means um, um, euphoric means to get high. Or, euphoric. Yeah, but naturally made through the plant, not through some genetic cannabis hemp euphoric products. Well, do you even have natural cannabis hemp nutritional products means you can't smoke it? What is that going to do us? Well, that, that's that's exact. That's uh, Jack's wording directly. How um, do you yell his wording or is it is the other part? Well, the, well, the other part is wording. I only changed. I only added on that line the natural cannabis hemp. Um, well, let's not get into that. Let's get some bigger, ter- okay. bigger issues than that. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, what I like how is how many plants. Number forty-four. I don't know. Tell me, number forty-four. Yeah. Uh, okay. So number forty-four. Originally, it was talking about industrial cannabis hemp farmers, manufacturers, processors, distributors shall not be subject to any special zoning requirement, licensing fee, or tax that is excessive, discriminatory, or prohibitive. Exactly what they're doing. They're doing uh, excessive taxing, discriminatory taxing, prohibitive taxing, and over permitting um and so well that uh, you know well okay well it seems like that almost be like a, a, a some kind of a in the, of, of, a, of a some kind of a natural right that we should be able to bring against any initiative but again um the problem is as we know we don't know how those things are going to turn out until you take it before the court 
So, okay, let's say that's a good idea to make sure that this is a, um, it's going to be protected in some way. Well, something to, uh, and also I, I took that same line and then added something discriminatory uh, prohibitive beyond regular local sales taxation and limit of any grow tax permit beyond 10,000 an acre and an adjusted 23 cents per square foot for commercial sale through recreation, nutritional, additional, and similar markets, trying to put a cap on the how much they can charge an acre. Okay, I think Jack had, I think it was $50 to get a license, wasn't there something in his discussion? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that, what, well, how many plants are you calling for in this initiative? Still 99 plants? You know, that Jack never had... 99. In this right here, this is a 2010 initiative. Okay. The one that's been upgraded for 2016 added the 99 plants. So his had no limit on plants. Now, when I get to, what I'm getting to this is trying to make it more the people as opposed to the corporations come in. Whereas, and this is more of like let's say across the whole United States. So each state would have individuals and, and companies within that state that could make their own marijuana enterprises, but the companies cannot say, I've built this, I'm taking it to another state. An individual um, I'm proposing can carry the marijuana themselves from state to state, but not a company, making it so each state can build up its own internal um, people without people from another state coming in with their money and their marijuana saying like, oh, we're going to run it all as a big company. Only individuals can carry the marijuana over the lines. But, you know, but like, the, the, California's got the kind, let's face it. You know, we've got, yeah. we got the environment, we've got the, we've got the soil, and we've got the place. So we're going to have the good, the good kind, right? We should make money. Should Marlboro make the money growing in California or the individuals making it when they leave California with it? Individuals should. The corporations, they, they've been screwing people over for too long. Uh, definitely, uh, but somehow we got to keep it so people can have access to be in this business without having a zillion dollars and all that crap. Okay, you know what I mean. So I'm not sure that what you're talking about is going to help that much. But one aspect of it, you're saying that companies, basically, I don't know what you're going to talk about. A company that more than five people or something. I don't know what you can say they are. Can, can't 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 export only. Only individuals can. Is that what you're saying? As as a proposal, this is I'm, we're at the campfire. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out a way that big companies can't just walk into a smaller state mm -hmm. and push everybody else out and say we have all this marijuana we're bringing in. You know, some company with millions and millions of dollars can just grow all this pot and walk into another state with it. First of all, you know, you can't cross state lines. On the well, no, was that, that's what this is for. This is for a complete federal. Yeah, yeah it's going to be on a federal yeah. level. Yeah, that's. This is going to make it to the right. You lift the guy's ears, okay? That's what's going to happen. I, I, I've been saying for 25 years it's going to fall like the Berlin Wall. Yeah. So far, it's just getting chipped away a little bit, you know, from what? Right. Wall, you know? But it's a balloon, and holes have been punched in the balloon. Well, good point. Okay. All right, listen. What do you want to think, Jack? What don't you like about Prop 64? What is it you think? The uh, about? 64 doesn't have anything about employers denying employment due to cannabis hemp okay, positive that, drug okay, tests. That should be in our initiative. Okay, now it could be hard for people to vote for because employers, you know, they control the vote because they are uh, the ones that vote for one thing. <laughs> well, it's, I, I've been denied a job because they say it's federal hiring regulations. Like, oh, we're a big 
computer manufacturer, we hire just as if for the federal government, meaning that if you have any marijuana you voted for in your own state, even though that's where you work and that's where you do your well, stuff. But I don't think marijuana necessarily impairs people at all, okay? Yeah. And not for driving. The studies keep supporting the fact that people still drive better when they're under the influence of weed. On the other hand, I wouldn't want at 3 o'clock in the morning a guy eating an edible and driving a big rig well, I'm trying to get, you know, to buy sale to get a court the next day, next to me, okay? That's exactly... Uh, well, that's why we have to have some kind of testing for certain kinds of employment, I think, necessarily, particularly in light of edibles, which you can't, can't titrate. You eat one, you think I'm so hungry, it tastes delicious, and two hours later you can't walk, okay? So, so, so we got to be... Well, for that. one person to the next, and that's one of them, is a cannabis hemp operation of heavy machinery study to determine and set guidelines for cannabis consumption in possibly dangerous situations and create literature and awareness of safety ad campaigns. Well, we're doing that right now. Supposedly, you know, we have money, part of Prop 64. One thing is to determine when people are really impaired, not only from marijuana, which is probably very unlikely in most 99% of the cases in my mind, but other drugs as well. So $3 million a year is going to the CHP just for studies about what kind of tests we can determine if someone's impaired or not? Right now, I'm, thinking, I'm hearing about some kind of computer test. You can punch a bar, things on a machine or something, you know? So okay. we'll see about that. Uh, you know? Here's a, let me see if I just get a few more of these out real quick. Uh, any taxes collected by a cannabis hemp beyond sales tax may not be used any, by any agency that utilizes tools of debt, incapacitation, or incarceration. Included but not limited to guns, weapons, poisons of with intent of death, growth, impairment, mass poisons, food additives found dangerous to human health. Meaning that the taxes we collect collect do not go to the enforcers. They do not go to the people that hurt people. They go to the people that heal people. The taxes collected beyond the sales tax, because there's sales tax and the city does whatever it does up to that line, but anything beyond that cannot be go, go straight to... You don't like the taxing? You don't like the taxing? Well, the taxing, one, if it's recreational, okay. If it's medicinal, there should be no taxation. That's I something... I think there is some kind of deal like that. I can't remember specifically. Uh, here's a tax I'll tell you there right now. It's in my guide. Hold on. Can you keep talking about And also uh, subsidies for taxes collected beyond the sales tax, regardless of state municipality requests, goes to medical need patients because marijuana has become so expensive, people that need it cannot afford it. So recreational users that are paying the tax, they are subsidizing medical need users as a proposal. That, uh, that would be really awesome. People that have their medical card now get marijuana for a fraction of the price. And someone paying recreational, they pay because their taxes help pay for people with medical need. Okay, well, here it is. Here's the taxes right now. Let's see what I got here. Okay, cannabis tax provisions. Well, basically, we've got to consult the business profession code and local regulations for guidance. However, retailers, 15% of average market price for each retail sale. Cultivators, flowers, and bud, $9.25 per dry weight ounce. For leaf, Two seventy five per dry weight ounce. So we have that uh, 
That that's like triple taxation, isn't it? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Here's general requirements. Let's see who else we got here about licensing them. Um, um, when you're making manufacturing like um, edibles, the Department of Food and Drug Administration they have reg- they have some proposed regulations. You want to hear them? It's too long. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, I'm. I've thrown my my basic updates out there that we'll go over some more. Let's hit those because we've got about eight minutes left on this okay. uh, on the show tonight. But I was like, I mean, so far I haven't got much out of your thing. I'm little, I'm just too. Um, you tell me, you're not telling me how many plants you can have. You're saying people can have marijuana period, right? Oh well, this is Jack's uh, first initiative. What is it? Maybe he's got the better idea. Let's, what was it? What did it say? The first initiative. What did it say? Oh, he didn't have any limit. In that initiative, it got added later. Jack didn't want any limit whatsoever. He right. just, if you grow, you grow. Yeah, why should be a limit? If I want yeah. to grow, I want to grow a bunch of flowers in my house. Have a limit? Yeah, you can only have three pretty. roses, two petunias, or the police will put you in jail. Yeah, that's right. You got the idea, yeah. right? So I think so. No limit. There should be any limit. Yeah, but th- there should be some kind of limit on one state taking it to another. Because what I'm working on is a way that the federal government can say, okay, states, you're going to do with what you're going to do, and we understand as one state like Nevada suddenly starts selling marijuana and runs out of marijuana in a weekend, where do they get their herb but from another state? Marijuana is not bad. Well, no, it's not that it's bad, but it can't be legally sold because it's state to state. I know that, but why is you? Why do you say you say it should be okay, but you want it only done by individuals, not big companies, or something? So that the individual people make money instead of a faceless company, in some sense. Um, I get it. I, I don't know. These are just theories. This is a campfire idea. Let me ask you: Were you smoking herb when you came up with these ideas, or what? Probably oil. Okay, well, that's a problem, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't smoking; I was vaporizing. Okay. Different. I, what do you think about the difference? What do you, do you get high from vaporizing like you do from smoking the joint? Okay, my friend last night was telling me, man, a dab does not hit you more. And being a cancer survivor, my neck tightens up so much sometimes that taking a dab loosens up the tightness in the back of my neck. So you're down for dabs, but I'm talking about yeah. vaping here. So vaping is kind of a bore, isn't it? Well, no, I mean, I, you know. Do you, really get, you don't get stoned, you don't get... Uh, you think about, okay. Does God come to your mind immediately like you're dealing with a good split? Fifteen years ago, yeah, I got stoned off vaporizing. When the Vapor Brothers had it down, but it keeps evolving, and then dabs have been around for a while, but now people are just like pushing it, pushing it. So it's, uh, I mean, there's all different ways to smoke, but we need to find ways that we can do it without, like you're saying, Harming people. Okay, well, what should we do about the, the future of this situation where I say, I'm throwing this in again, these licensing laws feel like a noose getting tighter and tighter, okay? In the sense that... We put limits on the license, on the overtaxation, and then let the states deal with it. Say, okay, states, what about just, loose What limits. about just like the cell, like broccoli? There should be no, 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 should be no restrictions. Yeah. Although you see well, I mean, happened. limits on the taxation. See, this is what happened. Okay, the federal government said under the Obama administration, this is my guide, and I'll read it to you right now, okay, so you know well, what happened. That's why we're going to go to the two-hour show eventually. Yeah, well, let me tell you real quick what happened. <laughs> Obama, under his, under, his, under his privilege, came out with a declaration that states that have robust regulations 
will be left to their own under medical marijuana laws. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and so that's that was good. That's why we got these regulations. But that was medical. That didn't say recreational. I know that. Does it recuse himself from medical marijuana? I know it. I'm just telling you. Then we have a, we have an amendment. However, it's consistent now. It's stayed in uh, stayed in in Congress, where it precludes the DEA from taking any money to prosecute cases in states where they have robust regulations under medical marijuana laws. Okay, it does not say recreational or I call spiritual. So that's a problem, okay? But we've got many states legalizing it. So this is going to come to a head between the federal government and the state governments, and it's going to be a rock and roll. And right now we've got a lawsuit at California, New York, normal. There's a lawsuit right now in federal court. It's a beautiful lawsuit by yeah. four children. Maybe we'll kick these laws out for sooner or later, and we'll win this whole situation. And the Fed is calling it a Schedule One drug, which is completely out of whack. Do you schedule it? Cause there's... And, 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 the, and the Lord Shiva shall reign the earth, earth with the sacred earth of the divine mother. And we, I do like sessions for getting rid of all those child pornographers. Like he just swept the board across the country and got rid of all these like crazy, disgusting perverts. I would say the case is being, well, how do you get rid of them? I've got almost busting these people. Let me tell you, the cops spend half the time they do on county marijuana yeah. plants and went online and got some of these people. You might have a better situation. Yeah. Because I feel sorry for everybody involved. Those people, unfortunately, got the perverted sense of what sex is. Their children get it from their children next year. It's a whole freaking mess. It's like a disease, okay? And so it's important, obviously. But, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to give, you know, I, I believe in the system. It's really weird that we have a leader right now that is a common person, that he's still his own buffoon, but he's still a common person. And uh, I'm just, we're in fantastic, amazing times right now. So I'm, I'm really stoked. You sound like a Republican to me. I don't need to cloth. I am a human male. And that's, that's all I am under my class. So girls, beware. Well, you're, you're dangerous right now. I think I'm a human male. I've got to watch out for him. Yeah. With, with the big ninety the big seconds. Smile. Okay, well, I always say praise the Lord and uh, and everybody should have a wonderful holiday season. I'm um, going away for a couple of days to um, Thailand, and uh, I'll be back mm-hmm. in a while. Anybody has a problem or wants to help with any criminal matter on my game? I've, I've got all those caseloads right now, and, and you are all free. I mean, and, I mean, you still have to pay, but and if you need some licensing, you want to get rocking in the business cannabis business. Call one eight hundred four twenty laws. I'm down for the cause. Yeah. Adios. Adios. Thank you. You've been listening to uh, Bruce Margolin, the Dean of Cannabis Law Radio, right here at Alice Coke's Network. Uh, this is your secondary host, Jason Isaacuff-Brodsky from Smoke Rules Radio, bringing it together for you with the insight and the knowledge that you need to protect yourself from all these laws that are holding us down. So I really appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. Keep it going, and we will keep bringing you the insights as it unfolds and get more information out there to help just get this legalized federally and worldwide. We're here for everybody. We don't want anyone else to suffer. We want everyone else to freaking love life, praise their their gods, praise their loves, praise their family, friends, being so stoked. Give your animals a hug, all that good stuff. Well, much love to you. Namaste. And keep smoking the freedom. Oh. Okay. No.